0: So this is a Dhamma retreat, and if we practice Samichi, Patipano, those who practice with integrity, with a sense of thoroughness, completeness, not skipping out details, maintaining a steady integrated uh, approach. and this uh, so just to recognize when you start to conceive of meditation uh, likelihood is you begin to separate a particular feature of dhamma practice indeed a very valuable feature of dhamma practice uh, uh, i think a necessary feature from the whole uh, life or living experience of the day in a sense as we try to what can we learn? What can we, uh, you know, bring from our uh, daily experience to to firmly establish the principles of dhamma, so that if we firmly establish those principles of dhamma, the mind begins to grow in accordance, gain its strength, gain its confidence, gain its resources, and then as these come, these crystallise and become more unified in what we call. What one often refers to as meditation you know. but you know meditation essentially is a more concentrated form, you could say, where well, yeah, particularly there's a limited focus, and you're definitely focusing on particular themes rather than you know whatever happens. and this has its benefits and its drawbacks. Because of course, uh, many things that happen are not what we chose or decided to attend to. they just happened. Yeah, so you have something that covers really the whole range of experience in terms of dhamma, and how to manage that. And this can actually help to inform and fine tune how you meditate, how you refine your awareness, how you refine your attention. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like you've got the head but no body. You've got the, you know, the head of so it's like you know. Uh, meditation could be seen as to the head but it does need a body just like you know, it needs, needs the rest of it to, to bring it up the sila, the dhana the gratitude, the goodwill uh, the friendship, the support the right attitude and then these will all uh, gather together and unify because the mind picks up all these themes and then that informs your intentions and your attitudes and how you attend and the way in which you attend become informed and educated by principles of Dhamma. Now this Dhamma is called Kalyana in the beginning, Kalyana in the middle, Kalyana in the end. So this word Kalyana, variously translated it's kalyanamita, the spiritual friend or the good friend there's a sense it's something noble, uplifting, admirable Good, beautiful, lovely—these uh, qualities. Yeah. And so I would say, essentially, these are qualities that arise. They—they they are like given. Yeah. So we see, we note, we receive something that has an uplifting, admirable, interesting, inspiring, gladdening quality to it. The mind picks up a particular tone or sign, right? Yeah. So these are not abstract principles but we may hear something and the sound, the words and the ideas the mind pricks up, oh that's interesting. So in other words the mind derives a quality of uplift or beauty or encouragement from some words, some gestures, even some silences or some rhythms or you know of course Calming rhythms or spacious environments, the mind. Oh, this is pleasant. This is agreeable. It's not causing passion to rise. It's not getting agitated. In fact, it is. We begin to sense something else that causes the mind to be more attentive, rising up, opening itself, rather than getting more agitated. So, beginning kalyana is. We note. Uh, uh, so, what one feature of it has to be accessible, openayiko, so santitiko directly perceivable, and, and um, ehipasiko, encouraging, inviting, and opanaiko, That means translated in different ways, but it means accessible, leading. It has a sense of it gathers, it leads you. So it has to be accessible, and so these in the beginning, this is very much like you know, what do you know? What do you hear? What do you see? What do you do? That that um, is inviting and accessible and immediate. Kalyana Dhamma. So if we don't get the beginning, we can't get the middle and we're not going to get the end. <laughs> yeah. So when we say a situation like this, we can see all kinds of different details, but the pr- the fundamental quality of it is a sense of certain sense of simple order. Not a lot of not a lot of stuff to have to deal with, uh, you know. Not a lot of conversation. Nothing much to figure out. Not a lot to deal with in terms of the environment. Just once you know it, sleep here, eat here, go here at this time, go here at that time, that. Yeah. So, immediately, pretty quick, you can get it. And it has a sign. The sign you want to pick up is not. Oh, i have to conform to everything all these rules bossing me around but the sign of oh this is simple you know, i got it just do this you know stay with this don't think about it just go with it uh, yeah and so then the, the sense of retreat uh, encourages some more spaciousness quietness simplicity of, of what our minds have to work with we come to shrines which give the suggestion of enlightenment, awakening, a noble one, someone who teaches out of compassion, yeah. Buddha. The teachings are offered freely, Sense of not only don't you have to pay, you don't have to listen to it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up what you want, what, you, what works for you. You know, it's freely offered, and nobody's saying, well, I'm test you at the end of the retreat to remember how you remembered, or whether you got it right. No, it's freely offered. Pick up what seems to work, practice with it. Good, that's good. Glad. Don't want anything back. So that sense, oh, that's kind of encouraging, isn't it? I'm not asked to perform or come up with some particular level or attainment Within five days or three days or you know, just okay, do that. Oh, that. Sounds free. Pick up the sign of, of the free, the offered, the dāna. Food offered. Oh yeah, it's there again, isn't it? Food is offered. Um, drinks are offered. Oh yeah, it's there again. Place of stays offered. Oh, it's there again. Pick up the sign of dāna. The receiving, in the sense of freely offered. So, you know. So you see, you can look at even a situation like this and distil these signs, these characteristics, and then we're also, you know, keeping things anonymous in a way, so we don't have to figure out what she wants and what he's like, and this is just people. Keeping it simple like that, so the mind then has less to deal with. These are accessible, and you want to bear in mind that um, the precept quality, that which is honourable, that which is admirable. If only everybody else in the world kept at least five of these, we would be not be in such a mess, let alone eight. If they even kept one, it would be good. <laughs> So, the honourable, we pick that up, take the sign, recollect that. And So, we pick up these signs, so this quality of something beautiful arises. And so, you know, you have to give careful attention to these, these experiences, pick up the signs. And then the, some of the complexities fall away. And this is where it comes into the meditation. Yeah? So in the middle, having cultivated, having established a proper foundation, the Kalyana in the middle means this thing keeps us going. You have to, you have to switch it on, go to it. And it starts to keep, starts to keep you going. It gives you something to keep working with. So with meditation we're often... Having, uh, getting our attitudes a little bit uh, easier, freer, more, you know, free from pressure, free from obligation, free from intrusion, free from impingement, free from comparisons, free from criticisms, you know, simple. Dwell upon that, and then it means then you cultivate attention. and sustain attention with a quality called Mindfulness that is the ability to bear something in mind steadily Attention is that which gives focus and here again we can deal with this uh, just practicing attention uh, rather attention is something that is happening all the time but uh, the process of meditation is one of, of beginning to reduce the differentiations. Differentiations means the uh, the reactions that occur around details. So we like this, we don't like that, this is different from that. I want this more of this, less of that. Um, so all this differentiation causes movement in mind, doesn't it? So, movement towards pleasure, away from the painful, or the disagreeable, or the not interesting. So, we cultivate, start to cultivate attention that can find a frame of reference that doesn't support differentiation. Because differentiation is stressful, we get picky. The mind is choosing, but then again it creates possibilities. It could be, it should be, it used to be. He's got it, she has it, I don't. I got this, he's not got that. Creates all this stuff, doesn't it? And this differentiation process is hugely rampant in our world. It's considered to be... um, a benefit even a right in the western world everybody's got to be exactly different and get things exactly the way they want them to be especially just the way they like it and the idea is you get things just the way you like them exactly suits you you will be happy and fulfilled have you tried that one <laughs> get it exactly the way you like it and you'll be happy and fulfilled it's just around the corner <laughs> just to work a little bit harder you'll get everything exactly the way you like it and you'll be having you fulfilled you get the food the comfort the partner the job uh-huh the belongings the clothes the accessories just the way you want them and then you'll be fulfilled you'll be happy it's just another step away before you get it exactly right the way you like it <laughs> it's your right <laughs> It's <laughs> just around the corner haven't quite got it yet but it's nearly there <laughs> So work a little bit harder a little bit harder and you'll get it right <laughs> And if you don't get it right and something wrong Complain. Feel bad about yourself. Call yourself a failure because you didn't get it exactly the way you wanted it. And this is just contemplate that, this is the mad, this is the world the seeking world and it gets, you know, I mean uh, it's challenging because I, you know, I go somewhere, what would you like to eat, I don't really mind that's not good enough okay well I prefer to not eat animals, okay well that gives us something and then what would you like, well, you know, I mean, just sort of something it doesn't, people would look blank. About a cup of coffee, yeah a cup of coffee is fine, what would you like? A cup of coffee, you know, tall, medium or grand, Well, medium sounds safe, medium, would you like it? Black or white? It's not black or white, it's latte, frappuccino, cappuccino, yeah. mocha, <laughs> oh no, how about uh, medium roast, uh, low roast? Uh, decaf, semi-caf, recaf. Oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Colombian, Java, Kenyan. <laughs> uh, can I have some water, please? <laughs> uh, what do you like? Still water, fizzy, minerals. <laughs> you know, we I to get exactly right, then you'll be satisfied customer. Uh, just, I'm, I, I think I'll leave. I'll go somewhere else. I can't stand it. It's <laughs> The mental agitation of trying to these things. So I'm not interested. I want my mind, as soon as my mind feels peaceful, calm, doesn't have to go through all this work of differentiating something that isn't going to make me happy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you think this is what renunciation is about sounds like a painful word it's actually what a relief <laughs> 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 if you can find a situation to do it in because often you, you can't necessarily they, they don't accept this whatever stuff <laughs> so on a retreat you want to really have the opportunity oh, just go to the whatever it, sometimes it's a bit difficult preferences are just it's better just to feel the mental ease of just fine, yeah. I'll deal with it. Because <laughs> yeah. non differentiation is peaceful, <laughs> differentiation is stressful. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we cultivate that, you know, there's something to work with, isn't there? If differentiation is stressful and non-differentiation is is peaceful there's a little something I can work with because when I open my eyes I see lots and lots of different things Differentiation is very apparent The shapes, the colours, the people, the trees they're all very very different So let's practice non-differentiation in the visual field So for this you go to the whole visual field as a single object so sometimes it takes a bit of training. Just open your eyes, soften your eyes, and keep your sense of a very wide perspective. All visual feeling sees sort of colours and shapes. Don't give them any attention. Give attention to sustaining the frame in a reasonable way. And gradually the mind gets less agit less r- less picks up less differentiation. It, so you get less perceptual, internal activation Quiets down, less internal activation. Oh. So that's interesting, less internal activation, less of that inner, well, no, well look at that, oh, I don't see, well, what is she wearing? That stuff going on. <laughs> Suddenly the voices quiet down, and something about the me sense quietens down. Ooh. That was worthwhile, wasn't it? Yeah. And notice then when you cultivate light it does work because it is work. Because uh, you know, it's 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 a subtle but skillful work. But you get the sense of you can feel the pull. I think I don't need to see all the details, do I? So why is that compulsive pull to find something to focus on something to read something to like or dislike something to get activated by something seeks to get activated yeah. an activation is not stillness is it it's the opposite <laughs> but yeah if I don't get activated I feel, for a start, I feel bored, I feel lonely, I feel bored, I feel lost, I don't feel like me anymore. Okay, So you feel bored, just sharpen your attention to the visual field. It's not interesting and it's not boring, it's just this. So if you get bored it means your mind has picked up a sign which is a a representation of its lack of attention. Things themselves are neither boring or interesting. We find them so because we seek stimulation and we favour stimulation or something favours stimulation therefore the absence of stimulation it goes, No, enough, that's negativity, so rise up, Kalyana Dhamma, rise up, pay more attention just to the frame of reference, until this mind or these emotions begin to calm, relax, evaporate. It's not interesting and it's not boring, it's just this. How long is it going for? (laughs) Now you're differentiating in terms of time. Don't need to do that. If you're tired, you can always breathe out, relax, shift, go, return. So there's a degree of differentiation because we're saying this is the visual field, not the auditory field, so we're definitely you know but we're limiting the details of that. This is just maybe a helpful means to give the mind something to attend to that is easily accessible. And it it gives the something we can give strong attention to without getting engrossed in. Because it's not interesting and not averse to it because it's not boring it's just this so then we find that middle point which is just attention attention pay attention pay attention. attention do this with you and so because we're seeing things all the time you can walk around and you can see okay there's the table there's five other people i know where i am i don't need to see anything more more details now and just sit there and so and then all the she's moving around what's he wearing all that stuff. You know, she's pretty just bodies moving around through space don't need to make all these differentiations that cause stress and see the results so if the results are enriching you feel, oh yes something has occurred which i value sense of simplicity peace calm stillness attentiveness Ooh. Then this is definitely open in terms of accessible and furthering he invites us and there's some wisdom occurring because we begin to see i didn't recognize just how much my mind wants to get into something and wrangle with it and favor it and oppose it and compare it and it's all just stressful doing that <laughs> And so now here's a way to stop that. Now the uh, you can then use this frame, similar frame for the auditory, but to very similar sounds and the listening. You listen to the quality of listening. Something else you can do, the bird's song, sound of the fans, voice, listen to the listening. And again, it's a kind of sense of space, silence, stillness within that. Yeah. What I'd like to uh, lead on to is body. And there's uh, reasons for that. because course, the body, while we're alive, it's always here, so it's accessible. Yeah. And the thing about the body is it's both a subject and an object at the same time. So, for example, with the art, with the visual field, then definitely I have to open my eyes and look. With the body, I don't have to open my body and look. It's there. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's there all the time. I don't have to look for it. It's here all the time. The sense of having a body. Sensations come in. Energies come in. Uh, degrees of vitality arise, uh, warmth, coolness, it's always bringing material in I have no choice in the matter at this level of consciousness so it's always accessible it's uh, sentitico, immediately directly accessible and therefore it's something we can work with second very significant uh, feature of, of body is the body is uh has feeling the visual sense doesn't have feeling and feeling is a big issue for us and so with uh, we need to be able to approach the experience of feeling Understanding this is something also that one must learn to be open and wide to, and not get into, you know, reactivity around. Some feelings extremely acute, but even subtler levels of feelings, feeling slightly uncomfortable. You know, And um, and so forth. One of the main reasons, however, to to uh, practice mindfulness of body, placing attention into the body, is because the body carries the the impressions of what has moved the chitta, the mind or awareness. So when we feel shocked the body feels stressed, feels jumps when we feel psychological pressure, the body feels tense and tight this is a very common experience because everybody gets psychological pressure psychological pressure is involved with feeling uh, you have to do a lot gives pressure, feeling other people don't like you so you defend yourself, that gives you pressure feeling you have to do a lot to make other people like you that creates pressure all this pressure builds up and it creates somatic pressure which is sensing which the nerves and the muscles start to contract the nerves crackle they tighten up and they create tension stress and contraction in the body so much so that it can be the case that your body begins to numb out and all you can all you feel is emotions and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, so then this has to be released. This is the perhaps one of the most important practices: is to release this uh, the psychological effects. And uh, you can do this through your body. Why you can do it through your body is because the body itself uh, doesn't proliferate. And one of the features of differentiation is that the mind, as it differentiates, proliferates. So in other words, it sees a particular thing, it differentiates it. Oh, that's better than that. And then the proliferation starts, which means many, many things occur. That's better than that. I'd like one of those. But on the other hand, it could be even better to do it that way. But if I wait a little longer, maybe that will turn up, it reminds me, he's got one of those, I can do that to get that, and then I'll be this, this is called proliferation, it means a cascade of thoughts and emotions start to occur. And all of them are beset by craving, fear, aversion, and different kinds. So this is the mental proliferation, cascade. This cascade turns into like almost like a blizzard like a, a downpour where you can't even know which one to begin with because there's so much going on and the overall sense that arises with that is that the me sense becomes completely obscured and clogged with all these objects so just to bear in mind what one gives attention to that is like a, there's a mirror effect what do you give attention to picked up and that gives rise to an internal sense so if we if we review things with differentiation if we see lots of different objects then internally we feel lots of different feelings this is this this is that I like this I don't want that which reminds me of that let's compare this with that so you get this internal experience of differentiation so if the external field is differentiated the internal field is differentiated. That's called idapachyata, uh, codependent arising, mutual arising. There's that, that gives rise to this. So if it's if it's complicated out there, it feels complicated in here. We get this experience of an in and an out, out there and in here, that's the Prime is the differentiation caused by sense consciousness which differentiates between a subject and an object and because those are both just differentiations they're not actually existing but that's what consciousness does then you get this mirroring effect it must be a mirroring effect because it's actually two halves of the same thing it's called consciousness it's not. Yeah. Right. Consciousness is called has a mirror effect. So it creates. So you look in the mirror, you see there's somebody standing there. You say no, there isn't. Yes, there is. I can see him. I can see that. you no, can't tell. There's nobody there. I can see him. It has this mirroring effect. Um, so and the mirroring effect is that, not visually I don't sit down, see, but I, the effects, the signs of differentiation seen externally create a differentiation experience internally, which is all this mental movement and stirring and that mental movement and stirring becomes myself so what's differentiated is internal becomes my apparent self so if the differentiation ceases calms down then my apparent self seems seems quite open and then the more one is then the differentiations that are my tastes and preferences and histories and comparisons if they cease what kind of self is that It's kind of empty, open, just a vague reference to a hereness. So the self begins to empty of its history. it's I am this and I'm not that and I'm always this and people see me like that and I could be this and I never was that and compared with him I'm like this and I'm only all that stits the cease. What kind of self is left? Mm -hmm. Sense a sense of just a here quality. Open, present, awake, aware, attentive. Now when we come into our bodily experience there's a huge amount of these uh, 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 in a particular way. So the different kinds of body there are. There's the body we can see with our eyes. That's not the subjective experience body that's an object that's out there that's a visual description that belongs to the eyes not to the body belongs to the eyes not to the body so when you look at your own body what do you see I, mean, I think you probably see the face, the general shape, and then you see the things you don't like, <laughs> or things you do like, or things that you know. What do you see? Is that really your body, or is that just a visual presentation with mental proliferation? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Is that useful, <laughs> helpful, kalyana, uplifting, Intra- gladdening, inspiring, encouraging? <laughs> or is it just more proliferation? Yeah. What do you though, f- so body is f- sub- a subject? Is this sense of being here, feeling things? Being here, something's happening to this feeling experience which occupies a certain amount of felt space. It seems to be a target, a location. It's a location. The body gives us a location. It's a sense of something substantial here that things land on. It experiences contact. <coughs> sensation, which is contact. Something experiences sensation. Contact. Something gets feeling around that contact, around sensation, agreeable or disagreeable. Yeah. Something kind of, then, then the reactions start, don't they? No, no. So, this is the felt, the sense, the subjective body. And this subjective body, yeah, has an immediate, intimate experience. This is the one that causes us also uh, happiness and stress. It's got pleasant feeling happened to it, feels good, well exercised, healthy, feels good, tired, groggy, sick, pain, feels bad. So then I mean, this experience occurs. Now, what would it be like if we could just go to that frame of reference called This is the Body, Being a Body? As it said in the Satipatthana, this is a body in the body. This is a body with reference to the body. Not a body with reference to the eyes. Not a body with reference to the self. One's opinions and views about it. This is a body referring to the bodily experience. And what happens when we do that? Yeah. Seems intimate, vibrant, All sorts of things are occurring there. It's not what I see in a mirror. It doesn't wear clothes. It's not, you know, the shape is kind of indeterminate, it just feels like a certain amount of substance. Fluidity, warmth, vibrancy. So there's our frame. And these phenomena arising gives a sense this is body. Now, establishing this, there are certain signs within that that are furthering, useful, uplifting, gladdening, good Dhamma. And one of these signs is the sign called ground. Or sign of some the body sits on the ground, sits on a chair, feels a sense of firmness and support. Yeah. So we just go to the quality of firmness and support. The mind picks that sign up, refer to the sense of firmness and support, forget about the temperature. Don't worry about da 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 da. firmness and support, which is given. You don't have to create the earth, it's there. (sighs) I can sit. Something can rest. So the mind can pick up, and it picks up the sign of ground, it becomes rest, safe. Nothing have to hold on to in that, it's a given. So pick up this sign, let the mind dwell upon it, keep our focus of careful attention and mindfulness is to keep putting aside other phenomena and go to that simple quality. We differentiate something that's useful out of all that and then if the mind picks it up and stays with it the quality what the mind can make out of that quells the papuncha, the proliferation because ground that's it (laughs) there's no good ground and bad ground better ground female ground male ground or monk ground or british ground it's just ground. <laughs> and you don't have to do anything about it. So that's the rest, that's the yeah <coughs> So we pick up that. And it's not the greatest thing in the world, maybe, but it's good enough for me. <laughs> because there it is, it's accessible. And when I walk, there it is. It's under my feet now. When I stand, it's there. Sit in a chair, it's there. Sit in the meditation hall, it's there. There it is. So returning to that gives you a sense of rest. And use that to turn your attention that way rather than going to the qualities that make you feel restless. What you have to do. What you need. What somebody else is or isn't. You use the sign of rest to dispel restlessness. Another sign we can pick up from the body, the spinal sign, that the fact is some things we sit or stand, something comes upright. Body is able to sustain to agree to a degree for a few years longer, I hope <laughs> long enough to sustain the sense of upright. Yeah as a spine this is not as easy as ground but we can. it can be done and you can do this standing is perhaps one of the easiest ways to maintain it because the body the feet the legs you've got this in those will support the upright sense and in that you can feel a sense of your shoulders relaxing because you're not pinning yourself up with your shoulders you use the earth and the feet to hold you up and get the sense of the upright you can do that. You can then sit down, do the same thing using this triangle base, the legs, the backside, ground, and then upright. The upright, as you contemplate it, gives the gives the sign of strength. The mind finds strength in that. So whenever you're feeling. Lost, confused, weak, overwhelmed, can't manage, go back to your your spine and go to the ground. It gives you the sign of strength the sign of rest. The sign of strength helps to overcome the sign of overwhelmed, cannot manage, crushed, flooded, intimidated. The sign of strength resists the sign of being overwhelmed, flooded which your mind can do to you so you differentiate a sign that quells these proliferating differentiations of the mind I'm sorry differentiation and proliferation are not the easiest <laughs> catchphrases but they're very accurate if you get them You know, we get flooded with detail uh, and detail excites us to create more detail differentiation proliferation detail eventually overwhelms us and then we feel flooded and drenched and overwhelmed with detail You can't manage so, so then to differentiate something that causes that to, to uh, abate say so this is skillful differentiation and when you do it with your body your body does not proliferate proliferation multiplication of phenomena is a mental attribute not a physical one so you come into your body you may feel unhappy excited, moody, miserable stay with the strength and the ground of the body don't blink, don't get lost in any of that don't deal with it don't try to get rid of it if you try to get rid of it You're going to go into it. This is a big mistake that we often, if I could get my mind clear, I'd be okay. So you go into all the fog, trying to sort it all out. (laughs) And this means you're proliferating more. You don't, this isn't a conscious decision, it's just something that happens. So we restrain the mind, bring it back into the ground, the strength bear with it, Let it, give it time let it mature till the sign, Kalyana sign, a sign of oh, this is good this is lovely this is admirable this is not low this is not born out of craving or aversion this is beautiful, this is Dhamma and it's giving me a result it's taking me to some kind of sense of a furthering the sign of space which is around the body more difficult to attain because it's subtle but if you get the other signs you can begin to contemplate the sign of space which means the absence of pressure again it's always with us if you're under a steamroller maybe it's not but most of the time (laughs) you're not squashed flat there's a degree of space around your body Uh, So you notice that Now if you're feeling weak or overwhelmed Then what happens is You you go into that You lose space Because what deprives you of space Is not your body But your mind (laughs) Your body Always has space around it But your mind fills it up That space With mental proliferation Yeah. then the psychological effect is no space. All the stuff to deal with. You know, i certainly been in monasteries where, comparatively speaking, I would say there's a lot of space. You know, often there are forest monasteries, plenty of space. You know, acres of it. A little hut, room on your own or something. Nobody's bothering you. And, then you go. and still, people find oh, you know, there's too much to do here. What do you want? You gotta to go to the morning puja. Whew. then You know gotta sweep the yard. Whew. You know, I didn't come here to do work. And then, then there's the uh, gotta go do some chanting for the meal, animal Dhanas and then there's doing the washing up, you know. God kind I'm of well burnt out. And then uh, you know, and then I wanna to go too long to see so and so, and then my aunts come in and then there's Ajahn so and so's gonna be there, I might do that. And the next year I might do that. I'd sooner live in a cave really. Because I could be quiet and peaceful in a cave, and get more calm. I lived in a cave, yeah. That's what I like to do. <coughs> live in a cave, somewhere. Maybe Myanmar. They've got good caves. Get well, and find a way and get to Myanmar. You know, because there's no space here. Why is there no space here? Because you're thinking about caves in Myanmar. That's why there's no space. <laughs> <laughs> you're filling it up with your mental proliferation. That's where the space went. <laughs> If when you sweep, you sweep, and stop thinking about why, what else you could be doing, there's plenty of space. <laughs> just be with this and stop proliferating about whether you should do, whether it's the right way, what kind of broom you got, who's doing it better, what you could be doing instead of this, stop that, there's plenty of space. <laughs> there's just a sensation, a bit of movement of an arm, big deal. you know. But it's amazing how our attitudes and our expectations and our notions, quite nice notions, can end up being obstacles. You know, we can come to meditation treats so full of meditation ideas, stages, strategies, techniques that you're already overwhelmed on day one. <laughs> is that useful or do you still go into the idea a little bit you know the old consumer idea isn't it if you get it right exactly right and then it'll be right the one that really works for me i'll be okay if i just a little bit just a little bit just that, that tweak that get another one of those buy one of that have one of this adjust that fix that change that switch that off you know, then i'll be happy well you know this is shopping mall buddhism <laughs> Adjusting the world to fit you. Instead, you don't, you know, get out of the shopping mall. I'll do the work. I will seek the place where the differentiations can stop. Don't expect sense consciousness to not offer you differentiations. That's what it does different sights, different sounds, different flavours, different pressures, different it's doing that that's what it does, you've got to be skillful and within that, find the sign which allows you to stop differentiating <laughs> Yeah. you go to an emotion that's going to be going like crazy, round and round, go to a thought that's going to be differentiating, Unless you, unless you really know what you're doing You're really skillful. You might be able to work with that, but as a foundation, you want to go to something that doesn't proliferate, which is the body. You know, so okay, it's not so comfortable. So, then find within that ground is okay. Space is okay. Instead of going into every sensation and trying to tweak it. Go to the space around your body the ground and the strength just don't give a lot of attention to those little itches and twitches and so forth no. and then you're going to benefit from that if, if you feel really really painful then just move your body you know, we're not here to do olympic endurance tests Yeah? And with it, then if those are established, or to the degree to which they're established, you begin to sense as things calm down, you feel the rhythm. This is the rhythm of breathing in and out. Then you see, then you've done the preparation properly where the sign comes to you. You're not hunting for breathing. Breathing is a given thing, you should not have to hunt for it and nail it down so you prepare the ground like a host it prepares the room here's the space here's the ground here's the strength then it comes in the rhythm comes in you feel relaxed you feel open from the pressures released and then the breathing can do its own subtler work which is moving through your tissues your muscles your sinews your nerves and steadying and soothing it because it's like a balm the Buddha chose mindfulness of breathing because he said this is extremely comfortable he said with this my eyes feel refreshed <coughs> yeah. this is a comfortable abiding yeah. but to you know, to do that you need to prepare the ground and, just, and if the breathing doesn't come that's fine Don't start to think of what should be or could be, but deal with what is. Stop the proliferation. Now, these signs say, okay, you know, the ground, the strength, the upright, the space. Why I'm selecting these is because these are qualities you can practice when you stand or walk or sit or even lie down. So it's something that can cover your whole day, and as you get, as they become more familiar, and you've begun to change the mind's flavour, its taste. So it enjoys those signs, looks for those signs, picks them up, keeps coming back to them. Then you'll find, as you do that more, then you've prepared the ground. You sit down and breathing in and out, it comes to you. So you don't have to do that straining all the time this is kalyana kalyana is a friend a spiritual friend it's uh, lovely admirable beautiful uplifting so in this way we are getting a sense of something that has a middle a furthering effect to quality to it it takes you to an end result which is peaceful this is peaceful the non-proliferation of the mind and with this we begin to sense all this me stuff is just differentiations moving around and proliferation if that stops or quietens down who's this hmm and uh, said you can't you can't say that you can't say what it is because then you'd be differentiating something that's not differentiated it's just this okay so this is you know definitely a way of practice and giving attention, careful attention something I hope you can pick up and return to Uh, and then it has a mat- maturing effect. You begin to get less picky, less agitated, less stressful, and you know where, what the path is about. Leading to emptying, leading to coolness, dispassion, ceasing, ceasing of differentiation relinquishment of the acquisitions, the tendencies that have been acquired to favour and oppose, the somatic results of doing that, the agitations, the resistances, the blockages, the relinquishment of those, the release of those, the ending of craving for more or less, uh, this nibbana, that which cannot be differentiated. There is any kind of object or any self at all.